Blog Talk Radio. Donald Parker going to be on the show tonight, and if you'd, uh, if you'd like to be on the show, let me know, and I can give you the number to call in if you'd like to be on the show tonight. I uh, don't have a lot of guests lined up as of now, unless Artie has some lined up, but uh, so the guest call in number is... 718-664-9861 and call the show we can get you plugged in so yeah it's going to be a great show we got Donald Parker the owner of Hattiesburg Speedway going to come on the show and if you'd like to be on next week's show too let us know we'd love to get a big show next week uh and let's get to talking about the upcoming races this weekend. And let me pull up my Facebook here. And let's see. We go to Hattiesburg Speedway's Facebook. Of course, Mr. Donald will talk all about our final race of the season this weekend. And I appreciate Mr. Donald coming on the show last week. He did awesome. Now, this is cool, man. So, Hattiesburg Speedway trick-or-treat night, 10 through 28. Uh, it's going to be an awesome weekend at Hattiesburg Speedway Friday night. Last night of racing at Hattiesburg Speedway, help me share with all your friends. So, we're going to 
get Mr. Donald on the show to talk about Hattiesburg and their huge race this weekend. And uh, let's see. And let's see what's to do. And we're going to go over to, I'll be talking about Deep South Speedway. Let me go to their Facebook page. And then be talking about Tri-County Speedway in the little redneck community of Pollard. Deep South Speedway has two more races. Uh, I believe Tri-County has two more races. And Magnolia Motor Speedway. I believe they have two more races, and I am not sure about, let's see, alright, so let's see, oh, oh, we may have Sarah, Sarah Fletcher call in too tonight, so that's cool, okay, and let's see, alright, so I'm looking up, I got the Facebook app pulled up on my computer, which comes in handy. Uh, I love the Windows 10 apps. Oh, here's my cat. All right. So Deep South Speedway is racing November the 3rd through the 5th. Street Stocks, 5000 to win, 400 to start, good money in all classes. Wow. So this is the Labor Day Classic makeup race that got rained out. So they had to pick uh, they had to pick a weekend to do it, and just so happens this is the weekend. Let's see the fourth. Everybody that's watching this, I mean listening to this, excuse me. Uh, Share the show. Tell everybody to come listen because I have no idea. Uh, let's see. Let's, I have no idea if who watches and who listens unless they tell me because I like to know when people listen to our show. I think it's cool. And... So here's the details on the Labor Day Classic, November 3rd through the 5th, the Mississippi Street Stock Series, presented by Strength Roofing and Siding. 5,000 went forward to start. Gates open at 4.30. Drivers meeting 6.45. Hot laps at 7. Features at 8. Thursday, November the 3rd, open practice starting at 7. $10 car entry with three-day pass. Car and driver for one day, $30. Spectators slash crew, 15 uh, Friday, November the 4th, uh, Mississippi Street Stock Series qualifying heat races. Uh, Great Race in USA 602 is qualifying and features. Uh, vintage heats uh, and features. Let's see, uh, bomber heats and features. Wow, that's cool. And then, let's see, November the 5th, Mississippi Street Stock Series, B-Mains, Dash for Cash, and features uh, for Saturday. Let's see, and qualifying and features for the 604s, factory stocks, heats and features, pure stocks, heats and features, 
So you can get a three-day pit pass for $90, or you can get a two-day pit pass for 70 or a one-day for 40 Grandstands, adults, 20 senior slash military unit, 15 and kids, $10. So it's going to be an awesome weekend. So contact Ryan Carpenter, promoter of Deep South Speedway, uh, you can look him up on Facebook, or you can call 850-698-7868 with any questions. Uh, he's the promoter of Deep South Speedway, so any questions you may have, you can ask Ryan. And let's see. And, of course, they got they went live yesterday, so you can go back and rewatch uh, Deep South Speedway's live. And let's see. Of course, they talked about the big Hunt Front race uh, coming up, the Southern Showcase, which is cool, presented by Sweet Victory Apparel Company, Eastside Speedway, November the 18th through the 19th, which is cool. Uh, wow, that's a cool design, whoever designed that uh, logo and everything. Southern Showcase, that is cool. So the guys at Hunt the Front, the Joiner family, are putting on this race. And from word I got from watching Deep South Live last night, I do believe Ryan said I may have the I may have it wrong, but I believe he said Brandon Shepard, the Lucas Hall Super Late Model Dirt Series regular, is bringing his car to race. So that would be super cool to have uh, Brandon Shepard in. Let's see. Let's see. <clears throat> and let me pull up the information on that race. Oh, my goodness. Purse increase. Let's see. As of October the 19th, there's been a purse increase. $27,000 possible payday. Wow. $5,000 Friday, $22,000 Saturday. For more info, go to huntthefront.net slash southern showcase. Uh, let's see. And $2,000 added to the, let's see. All right, $2,000 added to the Super Late Model Winner's Purse thanks to ACES Renovation. Saturday's feature will now pay $22,000 to the winner. My goodness, that's a pretty big purse for Supers. Uh, this will be the biggest Super race you've seen down this way in quite a long time. Uh, and let's see, biggest uh, let's see, biggest race weekend ever just got even bigger. Saturday night, a super late model feature at the Hunt Front Southern Showcase will be presented by Sweet Victory Apparel on November 19th. will now pay $22,000 to the winner thanks to the $2,000 sponsorship from ACES Renovation of Depew, New York. Ugh, hey, way out there. Uh, the added money will make, the, will make for a possible $20,000 payday during the November 18th and 19th. Friday, super late model feature paying $5,000. And, of course, you can go to huntfront.net slash southern showcase and stay tuned, and they'll be posting uh, 
more info, of course, you can follow Hunt the Front on Facebook. And we got Donald Parker coming on the show. It looks like Sarah uh, Kennedy with Jackson Motor Cart Speedway is going to be coming on the show. So, and let's go to let's go talk about some Tri County Speedway at the Swamp. Let's see. Let me go to Track County Speedway's Facebook page. And I'm also, while I'm at it, I will read the points for Deep South and Track County. So, it's, I like it when tracks get for their champions. They do something special for them, like some really nice trophies, jackets, or whatever, even an awards banquet. I don't know if Miss Billy ever decided if he's gonna do one for Deep South or not, but Tri County would do something nice. They always they always have the uh championship wrestling belts for the uh championship races. Let's see, let's scroll down, Tri County Speedway. Pure stock champion this year is T J Grimes in the one fifty seven. Congratulations. He held off L J Falk. How cool is that? Uh, the 602 Sportsman Champion is Mike Webb in the number four. Congratulations. That's the first time I've seen him win a champion. And check out Billy Booth Jr. That is so cool. He is a two th- slingshot champion. He had so many races where uh, so many races where he his, car, his little slingshot broke and his dad, Billy, was just having a time with it, fixing it. They persevered, and they won the championship. How cool is that? They beat Zachary Halford, which is pretty huge if you can beat Zachary Halford at his one of his home tracks. Uh, and then I see Billy says all three D27 drivers won the championships in their first year of racing. Now, how cool is that? Because he's raced, and then, of course, Dustin raced. And now you know, Billy's son races now, so that's cool. Pretty cool fact. And let's see, Street Stock Champion, the number 114, Luke Taylor. Congratulations, Luke Taylor. I believe that's his first championship. My buddy Robert Berger won the Bomber Championship for a second year in a row. How cool is that? Congratulations, Robert. Iron Horse Light Model Champion, number 95, Joshua Day. Oh, man. So he did edge out Shannon Martin for that championship. So i got to give a shout-out to Shannon Martin for coming on the show, uh, last show, and talking. That was really cool, man. And the 604 late model champion is number 25, Josh Huss. How cool is that? Congratulations, Josh Huss. Well-deserved. What a great season. And let's see what their next race is. I believe they're doing the, like they do every year, where they do the Halloween Looks like we got both of our guests called in. So let me run through this real quick, and then I'm going to run through the champions and from each track, and then we're going to bring our guests on. we got Donald Parker, and then we have Sarah Kennedy at Jackson Motor Cart Speedway. So, oh, Modified Mania Series Finale, October the 29th. I love me some Modifieds, man, especially IMCA. IMCA is my favorite. But we got a mixture of IMCA and UMP racing presented by Johnson Ford and Atmore. So if you need a good Ford vehicle, go by see Johnson Ford and Atmore. Uh, $2,000 to win, $150 to start, 
trick-or-treat, hayride, and intermission, plus 602 late models, iron horse late models, factory stocks, pure stocks, and the impact zone photos, bombers. So that'd be cool. So I was going to Outlaw Speedway, but I don't, I just, that's a long drive for me, and I don't really have anybody to go with me, so I may end up at Tri-County to watch Jamie race. And if I end up at Tri-County, I'm definitely going to be filming the features. And let's see. Oh, they got factory stocks October the 29th. That's cool. They're back. Awesome. Uh, Several tasting costs and factory stock drivers. We have now added them to the schedule for this Saturday night's Modified Mania Series Championship Race sponsored by Johnson Ford and Atmore. Wow, that's cool. So factory stocks. So bring your factory stocks to the swamp this weekend. And if you can fight off those mosquitoes, you'll have a good time racing. And, of course, their Legacy Dirt Track Championship is the weekend of the 4th. Uh, yeah, the first weekend in November as a Legacy Dirt Track Championship. So that's when they'll hand out all the trophies. And so that's going to be an awesome race. We'll talk more about that later. And we'll go through the points real quick at both tracks. Uh, just going to go through the mostly the top three, and then we'll get our guests on the show. All right, let's look at the points for Tri-County. 602 late models. you got Mike Webb, Dwayne Morris. Shout out Dwayne Morris. He's always I, – I would love to see Dwayne Morris win a race. He works so hard, and he finished second. Mark Clifton third, so shout out to Mark Clifton. And let's scroll on down to Pure Stocks. T.J. Grimes, Jaden Presley, and Larry Falk. Wow, I thought Larry was second, but it looks like he just lost second points. Jaden Presley, so shout out Jaden Presley. That's cool. Uh, street Stocks, Luke Taylor, local favorite Jeff Spann, and Dennis Ross. Top three. That's cool. Modified Mania Series. Here we go. Ryan Fowler kicking butt and taking names, uh, but he's got a 12-point gap between him and Joe Phillips on the 27J. And then Chris Rutherford is third. That's cool. Uh, 604 Lake Models, Josh Huss, Isaiah Day, Parker Bell, top three in the 604 for the season. Bombers, Robbie Berger, Clint Gunner, and young Ethan Pickering finished third. That's awesome. Now check out the slingshots. Billy Booth, Zachary Hawford, and Braxton Wilson. Shout out Braxton Wilson for finishing third. And Zachary was only 16 points behind Billy Booth, so that was a close season. Uh, Iron Horse, Joshua Day, Shannon Martin, and David Wyndham, and oh, my buddy Jamie Mazingo got fourth. I was hoping Jamie was going to get third in points. That's a bummer. Well, there's always next year. Congratulations to Shannon and Joshua. David Wyndham had a good season, too. And the Stingers, my buddy Timothy Worthington, woo, he won handily over Hunter Worley. And my other buddy, Cameron Cannell, finished third. That's awesome. So let's go through the deep South Speedway points, and then we're going to bring on Sarah, and then we're going to bring on Mr. Donald after her. And let's go here to speedscore1.com, track results, class points. Again, only going to read the top three. Uh, let's see. Wow, they kept up with vintage points. Check it out. The wild child, Ricky Haugen, is leading points in vintage out of three races. That's cool. Ricky Haugen's raced at Deep South for years, and I want to 
it'd be cool to see him win one day up there. Caden White finished second. Tommy Gilmore in the 31 finished third. And Tommy actually won a race there this year. So that's shout-out Tommy Gilmore. Uh, pure stocks. Uh, Henry Bailey edges out Derek Long in the championship 212 to 188. Young Austin Morris in the 57 finished third. And they had a tie for third. Dallas Lisvan tied for third with 140 points. Wow, that's cool to see a season tie for third. So that's kind of neat. Uh, shout out Dallas Lisvan. And let's see, the 604 late models, Taylor Jarvis, not surprising. He dominated. Joey Mosley finished second points. Tim Anderson and the 99 finished third. And Tim Anderson actually raced the most races. He raced all seven. That's cool. Uh, let's see. Bomber class. Oh, Hunter Adams wins the championship. Seven races. Jesse White finished second. And Ronnie Harris finished third. That's cool, Bombers. Factory stocks, Chad Robinson in the 10, won convincingly, and Jacob Stewart finished second, followed by Sam Maxey in the 72, finishing third. Let's see, the Bay Area Modified, why is that listed on there? They hadn't done, done that in a while. Okay, here's the UMP Modifieds. Ryan Fowler won the championship. Ooh, let's see. He barely won. Jade Lusenberg finished second. Shout out to my friend, Fireball Nathan Indersall. Indersall finished third, man. That's awesome. He finished ahead of Chase Holland, who finished fourth. If you can finish ahead of Chase Holland and some of his big names and points, you're doing pretty good. So shout out Nathan Indersall. Y'all watch it. The next few races, he's, he's coming for them. And next season, he's going to be even faster. Uh, I'm ready for Nathan to get a win so bad. And let's see, Street Stocks at Dixie Speedway, Crate Racing USA. Chris Dixon, shout out Chris Dixon in the 4J. He barely, narrowly won the championship. How cool is that? He won by one point over Calvin Martin in the C24 at, at the last race up there. Calvin had a flat, and that's what ultimately handed Chris Dixon the championship. Uh, bummer for Calvin Martin. Jeremy Eaton in the KC2 finished third with 146 points. So shout out to all those guys. Let's see, 602 late models. What's that? Hunter Ward, congratulations, Hunter Ward, the 99W winning. Uh, Jeremiah Joyner finished second. Ozma Jones finished third. And Hunter Ward was on rail that last race up there. Stinger class, last points I'm going to list. Uh, Cameron Cannell, the 43R, my buddy, won the championship two years in a row. Shout out to Austin Fleming at Fleming Family Racing. Look him up on Facebook and look him up on YouTube at Fleming Family Racing. Uh, follow them on their other socials. Uh, and then Robert Barber, in the number one, finished third. That's awesome, awesome, awesome. And that's cool as grits. So now let's bring up our guest here. Oh, let's get this pulled up. We got Sarah Kennedy on the line here, and let me make sure that I have. Let's see. All right, and let's see. 
All right, we got Sarah Kennedy on the line. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Man, I'm doing dang near skippy. Couldn't be any better. <laughs> About the same here. Hey, that's okay. awesome. You know, if you're dang near skippy, you're doing dang near good. <laughs> that's right. My favorite thing is too blessed to be stressed. Hey, I like that. That's cool. <laughs> so what's what's going on out in your in your area of the woods? We are trying to take a break and rest. We're exhausted. (laughs) 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 To be quite honest. But, no, we've uh, we've got some work going in. Um, Michael's got some ideas about, you know, putting a little banking in the track, adding some more dirt. Um, You know, people have asked us to add some more to that um, go-kart track. However, people don't understand the, the zone that we're in, which is we can't, technically take dirt in or or bring it in or take it out um, due to the flooding. So we have to relocate dirt throughout the facility, which we have Ooh. found some dirt that we want to relocate with. Um, oh, cool. So that's what we're fixing to start doing over the off season, um, you know, along with kind of revamping some of the things and, you know, making sure with the flood taken, we – or Michael and Brandon really got out there and worked on getting some stuff, you know, getting all the fencing back up because we lost so much of it. But um, now we're going to focus on getting it more stable and, and all of that. And so that's what we're doing right now is just updating some of parts of the facilities at both tracks currently. Well, that's cool. And then um, taking a break. That's what we're doing. So right now we're at the fair, at the Laurel Fair. You know, Amanda and Raymond have a ton of booths that they're down there with, so um, we go back and forth helping with that. Um, but as soon as that's over with, we're getting ready for that, and we're getting um, the facilities updated and, um, you know, just adding some things. So there's a lot of plans and the works for both tracks for next season. Um, can't wait to spill the beans on all of that. And then um, we're getting ready for the racing vehicle stra- extravaganza in January. That's a big deal for us. Um, we love taking cars up there. So if anybody wants to bring their cars or their carts, we're we're looking for people that are wanting to do that. That is awesome. I hope a lot of people do that, bring their cars and carts up there. We had a, I don't know if you saw our booth last year. Um, I know it's on our my, my Facebook page and um, both track pages, but we we really had an awesome booth. Um, we had, you know, all of our sponsor banners, and we had a bunch of cars. We had TVs going with video, and, you know, all of us were there, me and Amanda and Terry Raymond, um, just to kind of talk to people, tell them what we're about, the people that, haven't ever been out there. You would be really surprised at the people that don't know that Jackson Motor Speedway and Jackson Motor Park Speedway are there. That's awesome. So right. is this the one y'all did? Uh, was this one y'all did that already went to at the Mississippi Racing Extravaganza? I think it was called. Yes. Mm-hmm. At the is that the trademark that new trademark center? Okay. Awesome. I'm gonna have to go to that one year because uh, uh, that'd be right, that's right down my alley. It's fun, and Bill Bissell is who puts that on, and he puts a lot of effort into it. And if you bring a vehicle up there, whether it's, you know, an antique car or, or 
you know, dirt track car or drag car or whatever, you're going to get some sort of award. I mean, he's got an award for everything. I don't think anybody leaves out of there without a trophy. Really? That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So we are, really like it. Car shows are awesome. They're big for me because I've got a bunch of trophies, my little green rice rocket, and then I've got some with my new truck. And car shows are awesome. They're a good way to show off cars, especially dirt track cars. And if you want to promote your racetrack, that's a great event to do it at. It is. It really is. And we, um, you know, I, I wish that other tracks would come up there and join us with it um, so that people would see the different tracks in the area and where everybody is and, you know, be able to talk to the owners and talk to the officials and see what everybody's rules are. We have copies of our rules at these things and, um, you know, what we can – and it gives the owners, the track owners, an opportunity to talk to each other and, and see what we're doing and how we're doing that and, you know, what what can we do to work together with everybody. Well, that's cool. Uh, so do y'all do y'all have like a TV set up that shows racing footage from Jackson? Mhm. We do. That's awesome. And, um, Terry sets all that up for us, and then um, you know we we have I do a lot of our flyers, and we have a lot of that there. We release our schedule at that point for both tracks um, because you know it takes time to build that schedule over the off season because we have to talk to all the series directors and get everybody on, you know, we don't want to prematurely put our schedule out and then have to, you know, change it. We want to have a good final schedule, and that's usually a good place for us to put it out. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Um, So I know Michael announces for the big track, but does he announce for the go-kart track too? He does if he's available. If he's not able to, then Brian Jenkins does. Um, and then Terry will get on the mic. We don't – go-kart tracks don't have as big of an announcing interaction like a commentary. We um, – mm. Landon Wallace did it one time, and it was great, and they loved it. But um, go-kart racing, there's, you know, 19 classes of go-karts. So wow. it, it's late nights, and, um, and those go-karts are loud. And you can barely hear over those those things. So I don't know. I was uh, I tried to see if Artie could come and announce for one of our races. Um, he was not available. But um, so we don't have a an official announcer for the go kart track. It's just kind of we've got a handful of people that we we grab. Oh, that's cool. Hopefully next year you'll be able to get Artie. And I know I know my buddy Michael. Man, he's a What's his nickname? The 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 big mouth of the mid south. Uh, big mouth of the called? south. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big yeah, mouth of the mid south. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like it, man. And He's I, a man. I, I love watching it when he goes live at the racetrack and he has his has his little microphone with him. You can t- you can tell who he is and where. <laughs> that's right. We I love it. We love doing those live videos. We kind of got away from it this past uh, the latter part of the year just because we were all so busy and all over the place um, at every race, but maybe we'll get back into doing those lives. Yeah, y'all was a, a busier than a one-armed trombone player. <laughs> that's right. We, we do. We run all over that place. Well, that's cool. Uh, but, uh, so, do y'all, so y'all, when's your when, uh, so when will y'all season start back on the go karts? 
Um, my Michael, um, you know, I have to differentiate between Michaels. There's so many of them. My Michael is Michael Arnold, and he wants to start back around March is what he's hoping <clears throat> to get back to. We're not going to have – you know, go-kart racing is so different than the car racing um, – Whereas in the cars, we can do, like, every other weekend or sometimes we'll do every weekend. Go-kart, you know, as long as somebody's got a big money race around, you're not going to have a good turnout. So I think what we're going to do, because we have to run um, opposite of the big track. We can't run them together. Um, Mm. What we're going to do is about four big races. I'm sorry, five big races next year. I've been talking with – I had talked with Maximilian to try to see if I could get them there because we have a real ideal space because of the parking that we can offer for them. And so we may have um, an opportunity to bring them in. And then, you know, I like to do those. We'll do a predator, like a thousand to win, and then um, a clone thousand to win. And But this coming up season, we're going to try to focus more on the, the little ones um, because, you know, we want to build the sport and that's where we're going to build it is with the kids. And so we're going to try to do something that caters to them to try to get them more interested in it and um, see if we can't build it from there. That's cool. Cause without the kids, we have no future in racing. That's right. And, and, you know, you'd be surprised that the majority of your dirt car racers and your NASCAR guys started in go-karts somewhere. Yep. And I agree. I agree. And, That's like Danica Patrick started in go karts. Mhm. Um, Michael Arnold started in go karts. Wow, so, that's cool. Mhm. And then, um, and he moved up from there. But, and I'm trying to think. I, I want to say Tony. Did I hear Tony Stewart do it at some point? I don't know. I may have that wrong. Um, but I know there's a few NASCAR guys that I've heard started in in dirt go-kart racing and it's a great place to put your kids i mean who wants to put their kid out there with people that have been racing for two three four years and then in these cars and they're getting and and then it gives them no confidence to build on go-karts are a great place to start them with that's right and it gives gives them seat time it gives them a little more skill and then you know they're not getting passed up by everybody and they don't lose interest that's right and in fact, speaking of speaking of go karts, so I was talking with Scott Sessions, who runs Northwest Florida Speedway a while back, and and me and him always tell tell these Chuck Norris jokes back and forth to each other. And he told me one night, he said he said Chuck Norris is so good at uh, racing, he said he can he can win a super late model race on a go kart. <laughs> yeah, I believe. I it. said, all right. I- <laughs> I do believe it, but it would only be with Chuck Norris that I would believe it was. <laughs> Look, I would pay to see that. I would pay to see that. Then I would go shake his hand and buy him dinner for doing it. <laughs> I know, right? You might have to buy him more than dinner. <laughs> yeah, because that, that, that would go on the TV show Ripley's Believe It or Not, because wouldn't nobody believe it unless exactly. you had video proof. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> Yeah, so that y'all have fun. a lot of but y'all y'all I'm have sorry. a lot of changes coming up. Changes to the track? Yes. Well, we're gonna um, I, Michael is 
he's got some wheels turning in his head on that. Um, he he uh, worked the track. He and Austin worked the track in Raymond um, at this past race, and the and the surface was phenomenal. The race <clears throat> before that, we struggled with um, the the surface, but. Michael worked that surface and, you know, well, I say Michael, Michael and uh, Raymond and Austin, they got out there and, you know, tilled it and added lime and added, he, he had calcium, putting calcium out there every chance he could get. And it made a great surface. And so we, I told him, you know, from our last race, we had to recover somewhere. We recovered at that race, I feel like. And um, we figured it out. You can't work those go-kart tracks surfaces like you can those car track it's com- it's a completely different ball game and yeah i bet it's, I bet so it's I not that easy to do it out yeah you and actually he and i are going to little talladega on november 11th and 12th and we're gonna um i message them and ask them if we could come and kind of watch how they do things and see if we can, you know, take some pointers. And they were real humble about it. They said, absolutely, we're not the best, but we'd love for y'all to come and look and see what we got going on. And I said, absolutely. And so we'll be down there. So we'll be down there kind of, you know, learning. And I tell you what, Tazaga Short Track, the hornet's nest, that is a place everybody should visit at least once in their life. I've been there twice. I've been to the Talladega Super Speedway like four or five times, six times. But the the dirt track, the Hornets Nest, awesome. Like I went there for the uh, the Ice Bowl this year, and it was unbelievable. And I saw the go kart go kart track right beside it. I was like, man, this is like this is the ultimate redneck setup in one place. You got car racing on one end and go kart racing on the next. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm excited about being able to go because I think, you know, first of all, I thought that was really cool then to say we're not the best. But, I mean, I, I looked at, I told him, I said, well, you got to be better than we are right now. You know, I just want to <laughs> see if we can take the opportunity to to um, take some pointers from you. And, um, and I agree. That's, they said, that's cool they would say that, to let you, you know, let mm-hmm. you learn and watch from them. And be sure and take plenty of pictures while you're there. Oh, Yeah. Um, so we're going to go down the night of the 11th and see what we can't come up with and um, we'll well, see what cool. we can't bring home. Well, that's cool. Oh, you got anything else you want to add about Jackson Motor Cart website, sponsors? You know, I just, or? Well, I mean, we don't have a website, but we do have a Facebook page. We post pretty frequently there. Um, I'll post some, some mm-hmm. of the the Talladega stuff when we're there on um, the go-kart track page and probably the big track page. But, you know, we have a, a good bit of sponsors that we couldn't do without, and that's, um, you know, Big Al Lubricants uh, is a big supporter of our track. And then um, Rogers Dab Chevrolet and Hayes and Malden Motorsports and Power Stroke Perfections out of Richland with uh, Matt Deere and them, you know, they, they can get your Ford fixed up for you. But, um I'm trying. I know him. And Infinity Healthcare Services. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. Um, you know, I'm a nurse, and I, I've known Demetrius Ball for for quite some time now. And I, you know, anybody looking for staff and help there, you know, he he really can get you fixed up. But and then um, Parish and Coleman Law Firm. They're another one of our group, uh, our sponsors that help us out with these things. So and I, you know, Dawn McClendon. She's with uh, McClendon Motorsports. There, she's my right hand. I couldn't do any of it without Dawn. 
and her husband James. They um, they know their stuff when it comes to go karts. That's for sure. Wow, that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I tell you what, uh, everybody needs some motor oil, and go check out Big Al Lubricants on the website and Facebook, and they got whatever kind of whatever kind of lubricant you need, tractor, car, whatever. I'm sure they got it. They do. They got um, hydraulic fluid. Um, they they help with these big logger trucks and stuff. They you know so they they've got pretty much anything you need when it comes to that that area of expertise. That's cool because I, I work in the trucking industry at a Mack dealership, so so knowing that they make oil for big trucks and stuff, that's a big big deal because without the loggers, we wouldn't have a lot of the stuff we got. That's true. And another thing they do, they have this degreaser. I don't know what's in it, but I can tell you it's probably one of the best degreasers you'd ever use. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, you can probably cut cut grease and whatever in no time. Yep, and they're they're good. And he and he's a huge Jonah Vallo, he's a good friend of ours. Um he is a huge advocate for racing. I mean just loves it. He used to play professional volleyball and he said there's nothing like racing. There's nothing like the people in racing and the family that you build in racing and I told him I said you're absolutely right. I said it just does not compare with any I used to rodeo professionally and that that's uh, racing and rodeo is Two of the um, two of those sports that you know that it's just down to earth and you build your families with those and I I, I don't I, like I said I don't think there's anything that's any it's not comparable to either one of the two of those sports. So I did not you're certainly know you not going to rodeo. Deal professionally, yes. Yeah, that is cool. So so was you a barrel racer or what'd you do? I was I was a barrel racer um, and. I barrel raced for for a long, long time. Uh, Loved it. Uh, I ended up getting into hunter jumper and hunter hack. And um, so I did a little bit of both. But um, but my my love was always in radio. Mm -hmm. Amanda and I both did. We we used to travel with Harper Morgan. Wow. Mm -hmm. It sounds like you've been doing it so long you could do it backwards blindfolded. Rodeo, yeah. Um, go. Yeah. You might have to scroll through our pictures on our face. Well, man, is not on Facebook, but we used to jump to two horses through six foot rings of fire, and we used to trick really? ride, hang off of them upside down, do somersaults on them. I mean, it was it's crazy what we used to do with them. Um, wow, that but is. We did. We try. We would. Yeah, we would. Uh, we would trick ride as a like a mid mid rodeo performance, and then um, then we'd go and swap horses and go run barrels, and Amanda was really good at roping. Um, she used to break away calf rope, um, and so we, it was more or less when our trailers pulled up, it was, um, you knew who first and second was going to be. Um, <laughs> That's cool. And, and so it was a matter of which one was going to beat the other one at that point. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm sure y'all had some friendly bets, too. Oh, yeah. It was great. We loved it. I do miss rodeo, but um, racing was a good second for me. That's cool. Because, uh, cause, well, well, one thing I'll say about rodeo is, oh, uh, you got plenty of horsepower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. That's definitely the truth. a lot of horsepower out there. <laughs> yeah, we but, used to, uh, uh, man and I would burn these roads up with those horse trailers. She had one, I had one, and we... 
she had hers and I had mine, and we just we went together coast to coast, north to south. That's cool. Well, looks like we're getting uh, towards the next caller, but I want to thank you for calling in, and anytime you want to call in, let us know. All right. Well, it's good talking to y'all. We have to see y'all at Jackson next year at some point or another. Yeah, that'd be great. Well, thanks for calling in, Sarah. All right. Thank you, Jerry. Bye-bye. All right. That was Sarah Kennedy, Jackson Motor Car Speedway. Uh, Go look them up on Facebook. And next we have Mr. Donald Parker, the owner of Hattiesburg Speedway, on the show. So how's it going, Mr. Donald? I'm out here trying to get some water on the racetrack. How you doing? Man, I'm doing dang near skippy. Can't be no better. God's great. I hear you. Um, I'm trying to fill my water truck up now, so if you hear me break for just a second, I'm, i got to go turn my pump off. I'm watching it That's now. That's cool. So when it gets filled up. Well, y'all have a super huge race this Friday night, tomorrow night, and I want everybody to go to Hattiesburg Speedway. Look, I want it to be standing room only. Look, to me, racing is better than football. So I want to. I don't want to see everybody at the football games. I want to see them at the racetrack. That's what I want to see. <clears throat> yeah, that's that made my night. Um, tomorrow night, I just want it to be a fun night for everybody. That's my goal. Uh, <clears throat> I've always wanted to do a Halloween type race, and never have been able to make that happen. Another ten years we've been here. This will be the first time we've been able to try to get something like this going. Awesome. Well, from what I see on Facebook, the flyers and everything looks awesome. I see people sharing it. Uh, I've shared it on our page. I hope I hope it's a ton of cars. I hope it's 200 cars in the pits. I hope we got enough cars to wrap all the way around the racetrack and get these kids candy bags flat full. Oh, yes. That would be awesome because uh, it, it's going to be uh, good, good purse money this weekend. Sir, it's gonna be good purse money this weekend. It's just regular race money. They're not just, just oh, that's cool. race. Awesome. Yep. And, that's what I said. This and y'all, gonna be a fun weekend. Well, that's cool. And y'all have already determined your champions then, or or will this determine your champions? No, we ended our championship. Uh, when, when uh, crate racing ended there, we always start ours when crate racing starts and end it when crate racing ends up once. Well, that's awesome. So who all was your champions this year? <clears throat> Man, don't put me on the spot now. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, all right if you don't. Chase, I've been there. Chase Cooper, I can probably come up with the first first place winners to start with, but Chase Cooper was a crate 604 champion, and uh, Keith Williams was a modified, Jim French was Pierce Street, um, <clears throat> Calvin Martin was Street Shop, and what we got left, Stingers, uh, Williams, Charles Williams' wife, I can't recall her first name, Jennifer Williams, is that right, you know? Oh, uh, that's probably right, I'm not sure. 
But uh, she finished first in the stingers. We got a lady, lady driver that won the championship. Hold on just a minute. Okay. I figured it'd fill up by the time we'd get started. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. Life of a dirt track. Yes, sir. Yes, but that 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 was cool. You had a a female when I love the stinger class. Like I'm gonna when I I'm gonna get me a race car, and that's gonna be what I get is when I get one of the stinger cars start off. Yes, sir. Um, in our stinger class, we basically everybody always asks me what the rules are, and I said they're pretty much pretty simple. You know, if it ain't. If it ain't stock, it ain't legal, and that's pretty much the way we plan on keeping it because it's it's supposed to be a budget class, and we're not trying to make these into mini modifieds. That's right. You know? And I actually so, like the stock class over the SCDRA class because – and I, I, I'll enjoy watching the SCDRA class run, because, but these little guys with the regular stinger car can't compete with them big boys. <laughs> no, and uh, man, they they really enjoy the stigma class better than I ever thought they did. You know, used to not be one of my favorite classes to watch, but the more I watch them, the more entertaining they are. And sometimes they're the best race of the night between them and the That's right. Street. <clears throat> uh, I agree with that. The last, I think the last race we ran with the stingers here. We had a photo finish, and the, the two drivers just shared the win. It was so close, you couldn't even call it, and they, they just shared really? the win. Yeah. That is it was, awesome. It was uh, fun to watch. Man, I hope they got a, a victory. I, mean, I hope they got a fo- like a picture as they're coming across the checkers. Yeah. Uh, maybe Tom Dancy does, or somebody might have one from the fans, it was definitely a photo finish. That is awesome. Because, see, this is one thing that makes me mad is, of course, a lot of times at most tracks, the stingers are always the last class to run. But what makes me mad is, like, once the big race is over, the fans leave. It's like, hold up a second. You still have two or three more classes to run. What kind of a fan are you if you're going to leave? If me as, now, I'm not a driver. But I, I'm friends with several people that do, and when I get me a car, I'm still going to feel the same way. But if I'm a driver, I'm going to be offended that the fans leave and there's nobody there watching my race. I mean, and the stinger class usually, in my opinion, puts on the best race of the night. I've seen it at Deep South this year. The fans leave once the big feature is over, and the stingers get out there and race, and they put on some of the best races. And I just don't understand why somebody would want to leave and there's still more classes racing. And I've seen people get up and leave with two or three laps left of a race and not even know who wins a race sometimes. Yeah, it don't make no sense to me, but if I'm going to go watch a race, I want to at least know who's, who wins the race, you know? Exactly. And, which, I mean, I understand you got emergencies and stuff, but most of the time it's just people say, ah. Oh, the big race is over. I ain't worried about these other classes, and they just leave. And me as a driver, I would be beyond offended that nobody would stay and watch me race. 
most people want to try so-called what they talk about, uh, beat the crowd. You know, yeah. that's what they 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 trying to do is beat the crowd. That's crazy. <laughs> and uh, but uh, yeah, I've been to the Snowball Derby many times, and, and towards the end of the race, you have a hard time seeing the finish because of so many people getting up and leaving just to try to beat the crowd. And uh, it's, it's man, ain't, ain't no sense in all that. I mean, if I'm gonna spend if I'm gonna spend that kind of money to go watch a race, especially a Snowball Derby, I'm getting my money's worth. Mm-hmm. I'm staying until after the interviews are over on TV side, you know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's kind of me. I just sit and wait and let the crowd leave, and then I go get in the car and drive out, <laughs> you know. Yeah, ain't no sense in killing each other trying to get, trying to get out of there. And, uh, and and I know y'all's Pier Street class. I've, I've been there twice, and they put on an awesome show, especially Jim French and all them. They put on a heck of a show. Yes, sir. We uh we've had a couple of nights where they they've had a tough time getting the race in, and you have those nights. You know, some nights they run a flawless night. I've, I've seen nights they run green to checkered, and then I've seen nights they couldn't get a green flag lap in. But uh, you know that you just have those nights. So. Yeah. And uh, but. Like you was talking about running the Stingers last, you know, I know nobody wants to be the last class. And a lot of times I've run them last, but there's been some times this year I've moved them up and run them first, just give them an That's opportunity. Awesome. But but I don't like to – I don't do that intentional. I just – I don't like to change my race order because it just – it confuses racers from one week to the next. I like to keep things – pretty simple and, and common from one week to the next is the biggest reason I don't change like to change my race order. I don't blame um, you there. It makes it just so much easier for everybody to just go through and <clears throat> Yes sir. And uh there was a time my Pier Street class was run last every week because they couldn't get a race in. I told them I said if y'all wanted to Earn your spot back to, to be the first race of the night. You got to show me you can race, and they 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 picked it up and they earned their their spot back as their first race of the night. And uh, wow! But uh, I'm we sure y'all average a good, good many, sir. I'm sure y'all average a good many in that class too. Yes, sir. It's it's been good to us this year. And, you know, a lot of people say this is not a beginner class no more. It's not a starter class, but I beg to differ with that because this year over half of our class is brand-new racers. Um, wow. I'd say I'd say more than half of our class this year, this is first-year first racers. And that is if that's awesome. not a beginner class, then, then I don't know what, what you'd call it then. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But as as racetracks, we just got to keep it tamed down to to keep it a beginner class. Everybody keeps wanting to build build new classes, and that's the problem. We got too many classes now. Um, yeah, I've always had my goal set on four classes, but I added the stingers this year, which give me five, and that's one more class than I ever wanted to run. Um, 
just for the fact that I think we got too many classes, period. And uh, yeah. I think if we cut them back down to four, no more than five classes, have the racers pick them a class and get in it. And, and then you'll see car counts get up in all classes and not just, just a few classes. I, yeah, I like that. And then I tell you what, uh, what I'm excited to see is when you bring the legend cars back to Hattiesburg. <clears throat> yes, sir. I have not give up on them yet. Um, you know, there's a lot of those cars around there, and we need to run them. And I'm, it's, it's tire companies. Are, I'm really getting really aggravated with them. And uh got something going on now about some tires that, you know, I think we can get some. And uh, it may well, not be the really ask- tire we want to run, but but it'll be a, it'll be tires. Well, let me ask you this: Have you ever heard of the company uh, Southwest Speed Performance? <clears throat> yes, sir. Yes, sir. I know all about those tires. I tried to get some of my guys run them, even look at them several years ago, and they pretty much told me. If we had to run those tires, we wouldn't race. I said, well, that's fine with me. Just keep spending the money on the tires you're spending it on. Yeah, because, like, so I've been, I think they're super nice tires, even though I've never seen them in person. But I was looking at them on the website, Southwest Speed uh, Dirt Tires, and I called them up because I like calling companies. I like talking about their products. Because I'm begging anything American-made. Of course, their tires are American-made. And I asked them, I said, look, where I'm at, you got three or four tracks down here that run the pure stock class, and they all run a 27-inch tire for that class, 27. Or, of course, you can't get a 27.5 anymore in the Hoosier. And I asked them, I said, look, do y'all make that? Because I see on your website you make a 26 but not a 27. And they told me pretty much that if there was a big enough demand for it, that that they could get a mold made of that 27-inch tire and start producing the tires like that. And I think if there was a big enough demand for it, especially for the Legend class and some of the other classes, they could give Hoosier a run for their money because their tires look like they're super good tires. They just... <clears throat> well, they... Them tires were originally was supposed to be built for for IMCA as an economy tire, and uh, when they built it for IMCA, IMCA wanted wanted a piece of the pie, and they said, "Well, we can't build you an economy tire and give you give you some of the money too that takes away from the economy." So so IMCA because they didn't get their piece out of it, they chose not to run it. Everybody got their hand out to make a dollar off the racer. And uh, that's crazy. Um but it's a harder compound tire in this and that. And yeah, granted cars may not be as fast on them, but Lord, I think the tires are sixty nine dollars a piece, you know? Yeah. That's 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 not too easy to figure out a hundred i mean uh sixty nine dollars versus i think hundred and forty five for a g sixty tire now somewhere in that neighborhood wow and, uh, but but it would take everybody being on that tire you know to be be fair I even tried to get oh, some yeah. guys look at these Kyle city tires 
they're not interested in them neither. So uh, I've That's tried crazy. To, I've tried to do things to try to make make it cheaper on the racer, but for the most part, they they don't want to. They want you to pay them more at the pay window. They don't want you to to save them money on their car. They just, just want to spend more money, and they want more money at the pay window. I just don't understand that. So, so I I just pulled up Southwest Speed's website, Southwest Speed Racing Tire, and of course this is a 26 26 inch tire by eight by 15 dirt tire 60. It's the price 69.99. And it says, let's see, we all know that racing continues to get more expensive with lower costs, uh, with lower costs, better wear, and competitive speed. A 69 Southwest Speed Racing Tire is engineered and designed to help this problem. Available for use in any class that runs an 8-inch wide tire. Modifieds, uh, limited late models, mini stocks, hobby stocks, factory, Grand National Legend, dwarf cars, etc. And... I just don't see why somebody wouldn't want to try to run. And it looks like a super nice tire. Just because it's cheaper don't mean it's a crappy tire. It ain't a Chinese tire, mm-hmm. I can tell you that. Right. Well, I've called them myself, and all they make is a 15-inch tire, but I've been talking to some of these legend guys, and this may be an option that we look at going, you know, if we can't get no 13-inch tires like we haven't been able to, I, I, I told them we may look at getting 15-inch rims that'll fit these legend cars and start running either pull-offs off of modifieds, or then that gives us a whole other option. Well, some of the guys don't want to buy new rims. I said, well, what do you want to do? You want to spend the money on rims, or you want to keep your cars in the garage? You, you, yeah. Your choice. Exactly. And, you know, even Tower City, yeah. like, let me pull up their, their website. So... Oh. Well, I, I I've got a set of Tile City uh, recaps for for legends at, at my house that I ordered, but every time wow. I try to call to order more, they tell me they don't have none. So, and I've called them off and on all summer long. Wow, um, that's I just crazy. Offered, I, I... I even offered. I says, look, we'll we'll take the uh, tires off of the cars that we have now send you the the uh core and you can cap the tires they weren't interested in doing that so i just kind of lost interest in even trying to deal with them wow i mean how much you know, more can you offer to send them send them tires to cap that's crazy and like when when Tri County Speedway started several years ago, they was running the yellow dots and the red dots and the pure stock class, and that that was a lot of people that was running them. They're, they're still pretty good tires, even though they're recap asphalt recaps. They're still good tires, and then even uh, and it's like they got it's like rubber on for sure. Yeah, and it's like so so Tom Lowry up here at Southern Raceway, if I remember correctly, he announced. <laughs> On one of his turn five lives, he announced up there that they were going to allow the vintage class, which I love the vintage class. It's basically 30s and 40s Fords and Chevrolet-style yeah. hot rods that race. And he even announced that, hey, we're going to give you the option. You can run your regular Hoosiers, I think it was the uh, the H500s or whatever, but you can also run the Tower City Yellow Dots. And he put it in the rules where you could run it. 
And I want to say Deep South adopted that rule, too, where you could run the Tower City. And it's not that bad of a tire. It's cheaper. And I'm I'm, I'm sure it may not be as, you know, as better of a tire as Hoosier, but it still gives you an option. I don't know, understand why somebody wouldn't want to go that route either. Yeah. Well, I've, the way my rules is wrote, you can basically run any kind of tire on El Pier Street that you can get your hands on. I don't have no specific tire. I've got tile cities in there. I've got asphalt pull-offs in there. I've got street radio tires in there. I've got uh, American Racer tires, G60s, Hoosers, American Racers. So there's no excuse in our Pier Street class that you can't find a tire to run. Yeah. Yeah, that's just crazy. There, yeah, there's. All right, let me look at. I'm looking at Tile City's racing tire, and they're just family owned and operated since 1935. So when a company's been in business since 1935, that ought to tell you that they're doing something right. Because a company that don't make a good tire don't stay in business that long. No, sir. Um, I've asked the. My, Myself, this question is, since the tire companies are having such a trouble getting whatever product it is that they need to make tires, why ain't they looking at recycling the tire? That's you know, a good that's question. That's my question. Why don't they even consider looking at recycling the tire? Yeah, that's a very I, good I question. I, I don't know what product I, it is that they claim they can't get. But if you could recycle the tire, you ought to be able to get something out of it that you could use. Yeah, and, you know, another thing I, I keep hearing about, about Hoosier is, like, they're, of course, to get the materials for the tires and stuff. Well, I don't know. I hadn't, I've researched a lot of this stuff, but what I haven't really researched is where the majority of the materials come from. If they're getting materials from overseas, they need to quit doing that. They need to, or any of these brands, really, in my opinion, they need to source all the materials from the U.S. because it's readily available. They ain't got to wait for it to be stuck on some stupid cargo ship out in the middle of the ocean. You know, if if you make everything yourself, you don't have that problem of waiting and waiting and waiting. Yeah. Well, Hoosier was bought out several years ago by Continental Tire. Oh, Hoosier's not didn't know that. Hoosier no more. Yeah, Continental Tire owns Hoosier now, and I'm not sure if that's a China-made tire company or or what it is. That's a good question. I know they've been around a while. But they must have had some deep pocketbooks to buy at Hoosier because Hoosier's a big company. <clears throat> well, I don't think they're as big as Continental Tire. Continental Tire is huge. Oh, I can imagine. That's like that's like I just bought some some Cooper tires in my truck, and I bought them because you know they're made in Mississippi. And then I found out recently that that last year Goodyear bought out Cooper. I said, "Darn, Cooper's a large conglomerate company. I guess I guess they had billions of dollars to buy them out." Goodyear bought out Cooper. Is that what you said? Yes, yes. Huh. And I was I was shocked at that because. Uh, Goodyear had a tire plant in Gadsden, Alabama, 
and they closed the plant and sent it overseas, and they had some lame excuse for them doing that. But when they did that, there was a lot of jobs that got lost because they shut that plant down, and I wish they hadn't have done that. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. There's a lot of behind the scenes that people don't know about on different things. It is. And so so what all do y'all plan on doing at tomorrow night's race? You're trick or treating like the drivers, uh, the fans gonna meet the drivers or are we gonna give all of our points awards out our points champions tomorrow night and and uh have a Halloween costume contest, and uh, I'm going to have my roasted corn again tomorrow night, so if anybody wants some roasted corn, I'll have limited supply of roasted corn. Corn's not easy to get, <laughs> but uh, oh, I bet it I is hard some. to get. Yep, and uh, we're just going to have a fun night of racing and Trick or treating and and fellowship with the drivers and fans at intermission. Well, that's great. I know one thing: that roasted corn tastes so good, make you slap your grandma. Pretty good. Because um, I, I, I ain't gonna lie, when I first tried it, I tried it. Uh, where was I at? I guess I was at Why Not when I first tried it, and and you had. You and Ron had the booth set up right there where Papa's Collectibles has his trailer. And I went up there, and, and then I met you for the first time that night. Ron said, man, you got to try this roasted corn. I was like, okay. Shoot, I tried it. Man, it made me want to slap everybody at the racetrack. And then I tried it again the next, when you was at the fall, I mean, not the, uh, when you was at the Street Stock Nationals up there and you had a booth. And I said, man, you put some butter on there and some Parmesan cheese. My goodness, ain't nobody make no better corn than that. <laughs> no, the, the biggest biggest hit we have is a garlic Parmesan on it. It's, it's really good. That does. Yeah. That does sound you, good. You can get and, too many different seasons and run it, but, you know, sometimes less is, less is more. A lot of people just want butter, salt, pepper on it. Put that Parmesan cheese. That's where it's at, man. Shoot. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It definitely changes it. Um, well, did you ever, did you think about coming up with a name for your new sandwich? I I haven't. No, I haven't really. Maybe maybe over the winter we'll come up with a with a good name for it. You can call it Donald Parker Special. Uh, that don't sound too appealing to me. <laughs> but we're working on something. We're working cool. on something. Uh, sure I have I considered wanting, wanting to name some stuff after some of our legend drivers that have passed away, you know. That's, that's oh, that's run cool. Here in the past and, um, been considering some things like that. And I talked to a guy a couple of weeks ago about a race we were talking about putting on here after the first of the year. We get all the details worked out. We're going to be announcing that pretty quick. I'm a little excited about that. Well, that's awesome. That's cool. So... And, uh, 
So y'all had any like a, um he did what now? I'm just anxious to get tomorrow night over with, but I probably tomorrow night's most excited I've been about a race since we've been here, since we've been open. I don't know why, but really? I'm just excited about tomorrow night's race. Oh, um, ain't nothing wrong with that. I mean, I I can tell, I can tell you're as excited as a fat kid at a buffet line on Valentine's Day. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> um, but um. Yeah, I just wanted to get on here and talk about that, but I got some work I got to get done. My wife's beeping in; she's up there in the tower doing some work. But I just wanted to get on here and talk about the race best we could, and, and get as many people out here as we can. Well, that's great. I want to see so everybody share this show, tag all your friends, share it to your racetrack pages to let everybody know about this show, and they can come back and listen to Donald Parker and Sarah talk. And y'all be sure and go support Hattiesburg Speedway tomorrow. Don't go no football game. Don't don't go don't go here. Don't go there. Don't stay at home. Go to the racetrack. I want to see it packed out, sold out, and a lot of cars. So thank you for coming on the show, and we'll see y'all later. Be praying for y'all. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. See you hey, later. While I got you on here, while I got you on here, uh, yes. I got a call a little earlier, or a message <clears throat> earlier from Tom Dancy, my photographer. Uh-huh. And um, he, he's having some issues, and he won't be here tomorrow night, from what I understand. So, if you could ask people to pray for Tom Dancy, our photographer, he needs some yes, prayer. Yes, I sure night. will. Yes, I need all my prayer warriors, everybody listening, to pray for Tom Dancy, because I can tell you, God provides miracles. He is the <laughs> ultimate healer. It's like my favorite verse that I use in my outdoors ministry is Isaiah. Uh, 53 5 and the short version is by our stripes we're healed so God, God's got him in his hands yes sir alright we'll see you later right, thank you Mr. Donald alright later alright All right, bye bye alright cool so that was Donald Parker at Hattiesburg Speedway so I'm fixing to get off the show here uh, we didn't have any other guests lined up so if you want to Get on next week's show, let us know, and y'all share this show. Let us know that you actually watch, I mean, listen to the show. Uh, let us know that you listen, because I have no idea. Like like that time a few weeks ago at Deep South when Jay Lisenberg's dad told me that he listened to the show and that's how he knew who I was, I was like, man, that's cool as grits, man. I did not know that, so so thank you for that. And uh, and if you're interested in a race safe fuel arrestor, hit me up. Uh, still got a few more races uh, left in the season, and also with the off-season, everybody's going to be working on the cars. So if you want the best fuel safety device in racing, hit me up. Keep fuel from spilling from your race car. Look us up on Facebook, Race Safer Fuel Arrester. Hit up my buddy Robbie Johns. He's the owner. I'm the salesman. He's a great one of the awesome friends of mine, and we will sell you safety because, look, uh, if somebody's willing to spend... Four ninety nine on a Zap neck brace. Surely they can buy a fuel arrestor that starts at three ninety nine, and you know, uh, excuse me, yeah, four ninety nine. No, yeah, around four hundred dollars basically for a Zap neck brace. I don't know why I said four ninety nine, but uh, and then three ninety nine for the fuel arrestor. So hit us up. Uh, 
and we can get them for any kind of race car. It does not matter the size, fuel tank. Does not matter um, what class it is. Go kart, junior slingshot, legend car. You name it, we can make a fuel arrestor for your race car. So hit us up. We want to keep the driver and car from catching fire uh, because it will help prevent car and driver from catching fire. And like anything in racing, it's not 100% foolproof. It can take damage just like anything. But there's been many, many races we've documented this year. We've documented at least six or seven incidents this year where a car caught fire because of a fuel fire and an accident. And, you know, some of my friends uh, have told me uh, that Ray said, man, that's one of my worst fears is burning up in a race car. Well, hit us up. We can hook you up. Uh, made in the USA, no Chinese material. So, anyways, we're going to get off the show and thank Donald Parker and Sarah and then pray for uh, their photographer at Haysburg Speedway uh, and then find you a good church home to go to uh, Sunday, and uh, we'll see y'all later. Uh, I hate Artie didn't get to come on, but uh, we'll catch you next week, Artie. And let's hit us out with my favorite TV show's theme song. Just a good old boy, never meaning no harm. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.